Nice baggy senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji and Sopolis. I have a dream. Arnie, cut. Bartler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't that. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Hello. Welcome to another edition of the Only Fans Football Podcast, episode 31. Last week, the Madrid went down the treat. This week, it's named after former Spurs captain, I think, at times, Toby Alderweireld, for his winner in um, Royal Antwerp's Belgium Super League season. They won the league. We'll chat more about it in our massive edition of Around the World in 60 seconds. But Kieran, how are you? Fantastic Adam, uh, refreshed, uh, I went off to Malaga uh, for four days, so feeling quite um, rejuvenated would be the word, happy happy to be home, Yeah. happy to see you Adam, as, yeah. a, as always every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, no, I'm not being sarcastic, <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. I don't believe it. And then I, as soon as I got home Adam, I went out again. And yeah, then, to McGowan's. Yeah, I have a bad habit of doing that. Off a plane and to McGowan's, it's and a then, horrible fucking way to live man. Next morning, eight in the morning, woke up with the mightiest hangover from gin. And gin? Gin and Pink vodka gin. and mixing. And oh no. All sorts of carry on. Mm. And I went to the Vico Bats with yeah. Phil Mangan. Phil Mangan um, of Swords. If you're going to give his whole name, you may as well tell people where he's from. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, There's a lad I work with, right? Sorry for putting across. It's to do with Philly. Phil's going to enjoy the story. <laughs> and his name's Stuart, and he's from Out by Swords. And I remember when I first started with him, I was like, Do you know Phil Mangan? He's from Swords. And he goes, Has he got a brother? And I, I just went, Absolutely no idea. <laughs> and every time I see I see Stuart now, I'm like, Do you know Phil Mangan? And we just have this same conversation every time <laughs> because like we're being ironic, you know. It's a very sad life, Karen. What can I say? Yeah. Well, you have to talk about something, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what an awful way to spend your day, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dived into the Vico Bass, Adam. It was about nine degrees colder than the Mediterranean. It was a shock to the system. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was a nice day for it, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but I felt the freeze big time. I felt the freeze. It was A little couple's retreat? Something like that, but there was a big drag. But it was a good crack. Um, and Kalini... Uh, Docky, it's a different world out there, man. Um, yeah, it is, isn't it? They're culling off the poor. But anyways, uh, how was how was your weekend, Adam? Um, eventful, Kieran. Eventful, long, arduous, painful. <laughs> arduous? <Yeah. laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> the list is endless. Um, I was at, do you know what? I have to shout out Shay first of all, because Shay is a bit of a sleeper listener to this podcast. He, he came to me last week and said, I loved your man on the podcast the other day, because obviously my ma predicted 
the teams that went down to go down. So like, fair play to <laughs> she got it right. I was like, fucking hell, Shay. I didn't know you listened to the podcast. He's like, yeah, I do. I never get a shout out though. Like, oh, there you go, Shay. So I was with Shay on Saturday. We went to a Christmas shout out to Brady and uh, young Ruben. Um, and then I was at Forbidden Fruit Cure on on Sunday with Dave and Ian and young young Lee. And it was Joe. You know, it was a good day, man. I was getting massive FOMO. I'd have gotten massive FOMO if I didn't go. Obviously, we went last year. I don't think we had a Forbidden Fruit special. I doubt we did. I don't think we did. No, it was too late in the year, Adam. The season was over. I think we're, we might have talked about the Champions League. Yeah, but we're, we were quite late into the year at this point. Yeah, very football. true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good crack. Um, we went to see Jazzy. I'm not going to sing the rest of it. I don't want to do it. This just disjustice. Please do, Adam. No, no, you're okay. I'm not doing the singing today, girl. Sorry. And we also seen Eliza Rose. Show who Eliza Rose is. The baddest of them all. Yeah, and man, she was. The set she done was fucking sensational. Credit to her, was really good. And, um,. Yeah, it's just a good vibe, isn't it? Festivals are great. Like. I think, especially this time of year, yeah. when it's not raining like EP, you know, I think this is the prime conditions. And you got the some nice, fucking great, man. Got some lovely weather for it this year. Mm. Last year it was raining a bit. We got some nice weather. But yeah, that was my weekend. Then, Kieran, I found myself on commentary for Shells and Strata last night. Jeez, I was going to say Sligo. They're playing Sligo on Friday. And I'm doing that game as well. Um, more golgasms more golgasms um, I suppose we'll, I think it's a good segue Kieran, straight into the League of Ireland update right. there was a two game week um, this a, week a double game on the banker double game week some would say um, Friday evening saw Shells we started with Shelburne drawn it all with Derry up in the Brandywell and I think the highlight of this match for me personally was so Derry get your on goal at one point I think it was like 30 minutes into the game and Michael Duffy, who we've talked about on the podcast for, is a very, very established player in the league world, chips it over Conor Kearns in the goal of uh, Shells. And J.R. Wilson, who made his 100 appearance for Shells last night, just miraculously clears the ball off the line. And I, I've never celebrated clearance like that, ever. It was just such a good clearance. And like Derry, obviously, they didn't go on to win the game. Shells had chances, but it was a great point up there for Shells. Drawing a nil, Cork City won. Tunde Alabi with the goal in the 59th minute. Um, really good run for Cork at the minute. They're on four and beating after last night's defeat of Bowles as well. So Can they go all the way, Adam? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it. I can't see it, to be honest. Um, UCD won, patch three. Um, Noah Lewis on the score sheet twice. And Connor Carty as well for Pats. Um, UCD got on the score sheet towards the end. Daniel Kinsler Bishop with the goal. But it was, it was nothing more than a consolation at the time. And then Bowes 2, Sligo Rovers nil. A good result for Bowes. And I think by all accounts, people were saying on Twitter, and I think Ian said it to me as well, um, Bowes' best performance this season. I think a lot of people are saying they haven't looked as good. I think um, it's surprising because you know Bowes have started very well and they, they have played well at times. So, um, yeah, good result for Bowes there. But we, as we know, what happened last time, we'll discuss that now. Um, Shamrock Rovers 2 Dundalk 0 Aaron Green on score sheet twice another sending off for Rovers as well Ronald Finn got a red card which is I don't know what the fuck's going on up until at the minute for Rovers because every week it feels like they're getting someone sent off and that's naturally enough detrimental to like a title charge um, in the long run now they find themselves 4 points clear at the top so what do I know um, <laughs> but at the same time I, I just I, every time I look at Rovers now on football or live score 
they're always a man down and they're still in the game. So Maybe they're trying to make it harder on themselves, Adam. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> um, I suppose we go to the big game yesterday. Cork 2, Bowes 1. Um, a massive result. I, I, I did not see this coming. Um, and Cork were on good form going into the game as well. Like, I just couldn't see it. Matthew Healy in the 73rd minute got the goal for Cork. And then Adam McDonald in the 87th minute got the goal for Bowes. It was Nicolas at the time. Bowes went mad. Um, and this is a line I've wanted to use in commentary. I haven't been I haven't been able to use because this situation hasn't happened. But you're most vulnerable to concede a goal just after you've scored. And this was proven here. So Adam McDonald equalises for Bowes. And then Daniel Kreshik with the goal for Cork. What a name. Oh, what a name. What a goal as well, by the way. Really good build-up to it. He's from North Macedonia. Daniel Kreshik, what a guy. Shout out. Shout out to him. And North um, Macedonia. And North Macedonia. <laughs> People love North Macedonia. Um, and he gets the winner. And it was it was about, I'd say, 40 seconds after Bowles got the equaliser. And it, the scenes in Cork. Did was, you see was, the fans running on the pitch? Yeah. It was great scenes after Cork got the winner. And Bowles really surprised me. Like a really surprising defeat after such good performance on Friday. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I... I think they just stuttered a bit for the last few games, and I don't know. I, I, other teams are getting stronger. Like you look at Pats, and a good segue was the four-one against Derry. Yeah. Um, I think Pats are getting stronger. I think they're a bit of a sleeper this season, um, mm. for the title because I think they're only a few points off Rovers now in second or third. Yeah, so, so they're the same as Derry in yeah, third. Um, but it's, it, Other like, teams have got stronger and Bowser. They have the same summer. amount of wins as Rovers this season, Pats, right? But they also have the same amount of losses as Dundalk. And, like, I think it's mad when you consider, like, Rovers have the least amount of losses and then it's Shells who have the least amount of losses. So it shows how good Shells have been. Nonetheless, great result for Cork or for Pats there. Um, it was live on Virgin Media again. I think they, they do generally do a really good job on that. Jamie Grant, Scorchy, as was Alan Doyle, Gil Forrester. And Mark Doyle um, and Sandwich in between, that was a key in having a goal for Derry. Um, uh, but do you know what? It was a bit of a bit of a mad game. I've seen the highlights of it and some of the goals, Derry would be snapping at them. But look at Pats, John Daly, the ex-Rangers man, is doing bits there. Um, the Dark 4, UCD 1, another 4-1 drubbing that we'll chat through real quick. Pat Holman with a hat-trick. Dan O'Kelly with the goal for... Dundalk and it was actually Jake Doyle who made it 1-0 to so they looked to be on to a bit of a shock result there and obviously it didn't come to fruition in the end and then you look at another the Battle of the Rovers Sligo on Shamrock Rovers Roy Gaffney and Aaron Green on the score sheet there as I said Rovers now top of the league by four points and I, I look at I can't see much past them in general mm. I think they will probably go on to win the league but look at there's a lot of football left to be played and I suppose the last game that we'll chat about of the Artrissi League um, weekend was Shelbourne 3 Drottery United 2 <laughs> Freddie Draper Carol. we've dubbed him as the League of Ireland early Holland and I have to say looking at him in the gantry for the second time this season because he started the first game for Drottery against Shells in the little all draw there were signs in that game where you were going this lad has talent he has pace he has power he has strength he holds players off with ease his finishing at the start of the season wasn't great but he's definitely grown into it. And his first goal peels off Luke Bourne really well. Luke McNally gets the ball in on his right foot. Draper just donks it over. Connor Cairns and goal to make it 1-0. And it was another big lad for Shells on his return. Sean Boyd um, make it, makes it 1-1. Again, another very similar goal, to be fair. Another header over the, 
the head of Wogan goal for Drada. And from then on in, Shells didn't really look back. Um, Griffin gets the second goal from a corner again. I think from a Drada point of view, they'll be snapping because it definitely could have been avoided. Um, had multiple chances to clear it, but they didn't. And then it was Evan Caffrey, I think, for my money, one of the best young players in the league, with the kind of goal that sealed the victory then. And, and Drotten did look at they get the goal, Freddie Draper again. That goal went in to make it 3-2. <laughs> Obviously, the Drotten fans celebrated like mad. Naturally enough, it's, it's a goal for the last minute. <laughs> they thought there was time left to get another goal, but when it went in, the Shells home fans underneath the river, underneath the, the gantry, so on the riverside, just all ironically cheered at them. I just, it was just really funny. Was like, <laughs> trying to work out, I was like, yeah! And then all Shells fans just went, yeah! <laughs> because they knew the referee was going to blow them with them straight away, and, and he did, and again. Um, but yeah, that's, I suppose, the League World Update, Kieran. we move on now, Kieran, to the football that was on the weekend. Not much, and not much. Not much, thankfully, a nice reprieve. <laughs> for um, the listeners. <laughs> for, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but the big game that was on the weekend, Kieran, was Lloyd from Wembley. Um, and it was Manchester United 1, Manchester City 2, Ilkay Gundogan on the score sheet twice, um, sandwiched in between a Bruno Fernandes. Fernandes. Um, it wasn't the greatest game of football. No, 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 it wasn't. Um, and I actually went back to the hotel room for this. I was I was sat on the beach about ten to three. I was like, Rory, we go back. We'll have we'll have a few beers. We'll watch the, the football. It might be a good game. Who knows? Did you get a station for it over there? Yeah, BBC One's on the the hotel. Ah, yeah. TV for all Ooh. the for all the Brits out there. Yeah, the Gringos. Uh, is, the that, gr- is that what they're called over there? Gringos, yeah. And we watched the game, a few Alhambros, but oh my god, this was born as fuck. Yeah, I didn't. It's, it was a terrible game of football. I think the way United set up was just to camp in their half for the whole game. And to be fair, that's how you beat City. Like, that's how Inter are going to have to play, probably. But fucking hell, it was hard to watch. Um, but Gundogan skulls lit up the game, in my opinion. Unbelievable goals. Um, and he's a cracking player, underrated as well. Yeah, I remember you said last year about him being Manchester City's best midfielder, and like he's not Manchester City's best midfielder. Of course, I think yeah. there's two better than him. I think you would agree. What can be said from him is the big moments he turns up. Like the biggest moment last season was the game against Aston Villa on the last day when they were tunnel down, and he essentially clawed the game back himself. And the big moments here, like what was it, thirteen seconds into it? Now, to be honest with you. The game was done and over from then on in. Like the game was from from my money was done. And I know Man United got the goal to make it one one. But there was never any point in the game where I went, United are coming back here. There was no point in the game where I was like, United are gonna get one goal and then they're gonna get another and then they're gonna win. No. And and the thing about it was it wasn't that sort of game as well. Like even there was a chance at the end. I think it was McTominay had a chance to put it in. <laughs> but fucking hell, like it wasn't sort of game where chances were flowing really um, in general City, had, City looked like they were likely for the whole game and then United had the odd counter or something but it was only the half chance it was never a full chance until right at the end with McTominay when he should have probably scored um, but yeah I thought De Gea was, was questionable for both goals Very. Um, he should have probably saved definitely the second one anyway 
And the first one's a great goal. The first one's a great goal. The second one, he just gets blindsided, but probably should have got Two down bounces, for Two bounces, man. Yeah. Two bounces for dribble in. And um, he's been at fault at big moments this season as well. The game away to Sevilla in the Europa League makes a fucking howler there. Like, you're talking about fine margins in the game. At one all, like, like I, I imagine United's plan was to get it to one all, get it to penalties. That, I'd imagine that's what the overarching like plan was, let's say. When you're one all in a game like that, and a goal goes in so early in the second half, poor goalkeeper, like, I think a lot of United fans would be happy to see the back of the hair. And this is a this is a goalie who has the most clean sheets this season somehow. Somehow, yeah, I think the defending was quite good though, and that's probably partially why he has that record. Um, I think they managed Haaland quite well in this game. Well, it was Varane and was it Lissandro or Lindelof? I think Lindelof. They man they managed uh, they managed Haaland quite well in the game. I thought Varane was very good. Um, but did, did you think it was a penalty? Did I think the handball? Yeah, the the penalty handball. Think it was a penalty. Um. I think proximity, it wasn't. Uh, and I think that is real. And people are saying his arm's in a natural position, but I don't... What, what is he supposed to do there? He's very, yeah, very close. Like. And he's... Like, what is a natural position and what isn't? You know, and we've been talking about this for years. Christ, we've been talking about this for, for years all season. Mm. You know, the, this this these debates have come up multiple times this season with the handballs. Yeah. What's unnatural, what isn't? Mm. I, I didn't think it was probably... Wadsworth, I didn't think it was I didn't either. I thought it was extremely harsh. I, I just thought it was poor refereeing. Like, he, he goes and looks at it, and then he goes, Yeah, that's a penalty. But I, I think it's the fact that the people in his air, and I, I just think there's too much going on with VAR, to be honest. There is. Um, it's ruined the game to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, it does give a lot, though. And I think there's room for it in the game. There is. I, like, I agree. But I think for stuff like that, it's. Oh, I don't know. I, I just didn't think it was penalty. I thought it was harsh. Like. I think the Europeans do it right in the Champions League yeah. most of the time. Mm. They don't bring it in unless it's something blatantly obvious, like someone mm. crunches someone or the, the, the fella's hands are in the air. Mm. You know, but the, with this sort of hands by their side, hands barely away from their body, hands close to the ball, yeah. it's a lot of bollocks. It's, it's I suppose another one was the Casemiro challenge. Did you think that was a record? The one where he goes high in his ankle. Mm. Um, got a free. He got the free kick for it. People were saying it wasn't, and to be honest with you, I thought it was a fairly ugly challenge. Now I thought I thought it was red, but it depends how lenient the referee is in this mm. scenario. But um, yeah, it probably probably was a uh, bordering yellow to red. But I don't know how they look at the handball and say, right, look, we have to scrutinize scrutinize this VAR penalty, no penalty, and then they look at that challenge and go, play on, no matter. Yeah, I just I just don't get it. Like it, it's very inconsistent. I suppose another final Kieran that took place last week, we were scrambling on Tio's in your house, was Sevilla <sighs> and Roma. Um, what was it one all Europa one? League content Europa League final? Um, who would have thought? It's, it's the beginning <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another terrible final. <laughs> oh man, nah, awful, really bad. What I will say is I did enjoy it to an extent. I like I like I like watching Jose Mourinho ball. I'm a fan of it. I don't care. I love this defensive side of football at times. And the winding up that's going on as well. Like, it's, it's, Every decision is just exaggerated. To the like, I love that carry-on man touchline. <laughs> touch line. 
like Taylor you seen Taylor the video of Anthony Taylor in the airport and stuff get showed out yeah now that's that's not on now and uh, that, to be fair that's a result of, of what Mourinho did after the game I seen a Jose Mourinho story during the week and it just put a smiley face it's so good so it's about Mike Conn the Brazilian right back that he used to play for Inter Milan so here's the quote Jose Mourinho I remember a game in Siena with Mike Conn they said he always got a 50 yellow card to be suspended at Christmas so he could go on vacation to Brazil <laughs> I went to him and said that if he got a yellow card, he wouldn't be going on vacation. I'm not an idiot. He asked if he scored, could he go? I said, no, only if you score two. In the game, he scored two, received the yellow card for taking the short off, and he went on vacation. I also gave him an extra week off. <laughs> Sevilla winning the Europa League. Water is indeed wet. Um, a great win for Sevilla in the end. On to now, our Champions League final preview. Um, we are going to be in the back page of his record on stuff in our face with pizza. Under the lights, Adam. M- mediocre points. Um, <laughs> Inter Milan, Manchester City. I suppose straight away, what's your prediction for this crown? For me, it's all about Inter more than it is about City. You look look at their record in Serie A over the last eight games. I think Napoli have only beaten them mm. in the last eight games. So they're in good form already. Um, there's goals in the team. Lotaro's 24 goals in all competitions. Kaku and Dzeko have combined 25 goals in all competitions. Um, and there's evidence, like the Milan game, plenty of goals in the first leg. Mm. But it's how they'll manage the game for me. Are they going to set up pragmatic like United did? Um, but that, that's how into play, isn't it? So it it's going to be. You'd imagine they'll set up with the three at the back, the five in midfield with the wing backs, and then two up top. Who that two up top is, we don't know. I'd imagine Jekyll and Lautaro Martinez. I would just love it if... Uh, <laughs> if the I top, would love it! Uh, myself and the lads were talking about this. Uh, shout out Craig and Kane, because they'll be listening. Uh, we were talking about this on the night on Saturday. Um, it would be absolutely hilarious if the talk of the town was about Haaland and Lukaku's the guy to score a hat-trick. That, that would be... <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, I what would love were you smoking when talking about that one? Jesus Christ. Uh, smoking all sorts. Copy smells of drugs out of school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I'd love if Lukaku was the start of this game for me. I think Lukaku's an outlier in this man. I, I, I think he can hold City. Like He'll be a factor. He will. But I think he will. I think uh, they need to throw someone who's physical with Diaz. You know, and for for me, that's Lukaku. Lutero and Lukaku have this connection as well that could be treacherous for C on the counter, especially. But it's whether they can take the chances, mm. they need to take the chances on the night because C are going to have the ball. Mm. Simple as that. I think it'll be two Italians in this game that will be kind of the key key figures for Inter Milan. I think Bastoni at the back up against Haaland, I think that's a massive battle. Mm. I think Barella in midfield as well for Inter Nicola Barella I'd love him at Liverpool great footballer just if you're listening Nicola please uh, Liverpool does he understand your accent Adam (laughs) (laughs) shout out to Saul no I think Barella this is a big game for him I think he has he has the European Championship under his belt he's very good in that championship but I don't think since then he's taken off which I thought a lot of people thought he would Mm. he hasn't I think it's a massive, massive game for him. I think, look at looking at City, you're, it's the usual suspects, isn't it? It's the likes of Gundogan. It's, I think John Stones, if he performs well, 
look at he was great at the weekend he was very good at the weekend mm. um, I think he's been very underrated I know Dave had a rant about him <laughs> not too long ago so if, if you are interested in listening about Dave's rant do listen back but I think it's a massive game loads of battles around the park I think Dzeko can he come back to Hansi probably not mm. um, Brozovic midfield for Inter Milan every winner in the last like six finals have all had a Croatian playing for them <laughs> <laughs> so like Luka Modric Lovren Kovacic, uh, Kovacic. Yeah. So it's going to be... I don't think that's going to have anything to do with it. Like, someone said to me the other day, I was like... <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. I don't know how factually true it is either. Is but it, it was basically Simone and Zaghi has never lost a game of football to a bald manager. <laughs> that, that means nothing. Like. It means absolutely nothing. Or does it mean something? Like <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it, though. I love the Champions League, man. I love Champions League final. I'm, I'm very interested to see what midfield they play because I think typically they play Brozovic, uh, Barella and then Kalanoglu which on paper is very like attack heavy yeah. and obviously you have the two lads up front Dzeko and Martinez I, I can't see Inter changing their shape or anything I think that's where they'll go with Dumfries and then DeMarco at left wing back and then the trades back what's been Darmian, De Vries and I think Bastoni's in for a big game it all remains to be seen. I am really looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to ask you for a prediction now. I'll give mine first. My heart is saying Inter Milan 1-0. <laughs> Romelu Lukaku winner. I, I think I, I, the scenes, that'd be very funny. Like if that's In happened. the back page. In the back page, yeah. Um, but my head's saying Manchester City, like 2-3-0. I can't see past them. I, I fancy an upset, Ad. I fancy, <laughs> I fancy, I fancy an upset right. on the night where we're eating pizza as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be quite fun. Have you got an Inter Milan jersey? I don't have an interim manager jersey, but I wish I did. Yeah. I have a Lukaku scarf that I might bring down. Yeah, please don't. I, I haven't burned yet. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm predicting upset. I think Inter are going to set up mad compact. City are, 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 aren't going to be able to break them down. Mm, okay. And I'm going for a 1-0 win for okay. Inter. Goal score? Uh, goal score, we'll say Letaro. Yeah, uh, so you're going to win 6 0. Yeah, <laughs> pain and suffering, man. It, like, you're hoping for that. You're hoping for a good final, but yeah. I, I just think City just have a lot going for them. I can see a, a Gundawan goal. Gundawan winner. It'd be, it'd be quite poignant, actually, to be fair. The video that you might have heard there while Kieran was talking was a video of Pedro Pascal crying. <laughs> that was put in by Gary Vav, but with no context into the get it out box. <laughs> Of which said you wave Champions League predictions of Pedro Pascal crying. So right. I think that tells what Gary thinks. Um, <laughs> Craig says Lukaku would score a hat trick 3 2 Inter Milan last minute. Uh, absolutely not. Um, Ian says Manchester City 5 Inter Milan 1. Yeah, very uh, pessimistic for me as per usual. Um, ben Casey, shout out to Ben Casey's sister. We haven't done this in a few weeks. <laughs> Fucking hell, Ben. Where have you been? Hope your sister's doing well. Busy with masters, I think, Ben. Yeah, or, that's, that's or, completely fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't be listening to him either. In, in like the depths of like hell. You know the masters, I don't blame him. Uh, but he says Diego Melito levels needed for an Inter Milan win. I would love Inter Milan to win so much. I just, I, I prefer, I just prefer if they won. I, I think it's very self-explanatory, Roy, as well. But um, Inter Milan loyal. Jer says Megan the Stallion, not the only one getting pounded by Lukaku. 5-1 Manchester City. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that sentence at all, Jerry, but yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Butcher says 3-0 to the citizens. Yeah, potentially. Dave says Inter 2-1 in extra time. Dzeko scored a winner. Jeez, that'd be great. 
Alton says, see, made sweat a bit, but 2-0 in the end. The competition that slowly loses its magic with each year. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a very, I suppose, sell way of putting it. I, I mean, I, I agree with him to a sense, but this Inter team hadn't a sniff in the, in the competition, so you can't say it's losing its magic when Inter were, were ruled out in the last 16 as the weakest team. Yeah. Well, many people were saying they're the weakest team in the draw. Nah, we'll try Frankfurt with Jeremy. Mm. Well, we'll the quarter-final draw, at least. I don't think Inter Milan have, have pulled up trees, let's say, in this run to the Champions League. They had a very easy run in, to be fair, but you know. we'll see. Kieran, we're looking at Sky Sports News now. It's 20 to 11. Um, what do the Saudis want? Everything um, is the headline from the Times. Um, Kieran, today... And recently, I suppose, the past few weeks have been massive for Saudi sports watching. The last few days, Adam. The last few days have been unbelievable. We'll start off with Karim Benzema. Um, a great career at Real Madrid. He's going to find himself playing in the Saudi league next season. Um, it's a bit of a mad one, isn't it? 200 million uh, euro a year. Unbelievable. Crazy money. Um, what, would, what does one do with that money? I suppose they can have as much shower time as they want but <laughs> uh, to be honest you'd probably buy lots of fancy cars and live a lavish lifestyle for the rest of their lives but mm-hmm. fucking hell uh, Kante offered 96 million a year he was spo- supposedly staying mm-hmm. um, in I, March I just pissed myself at you when we came in you are like Adi did you see Benzema's going suddenly come here talking about the golf we'll yeah. probably touch on the golf now real briefly and then you were like Oh my god, I can't believe it. And I was like, what? You're like, Wilfred Saha's going to the Saudi League. <laughs> I think Big uh, news though. Le- leaving Crystal Palace. <laughs> um, I think Messi's linked with a move over there as well, but there's obviously talks from going back to Barcelona. So I think from a purist point of view, you'd want to see him go back to Barcelona. Yeah, I'm just worried about the consequences. Like, obviously, the golf as well. Sport in general. For, of sport. It's sport. Mm. It's sport wide. Golf Today announced a merger with Live Golf League, um, the Saudi investment fund. Um, the amount of corruption in sport at the moment is mm. it's, ter- like obviously this is a example of sports washing. Mm. Another example of it. Um, and but we're all to we're, be honest with you, Karen, we're all at fault to an extent. I just think it's it's very unfair for players that want to earn more and Champions League football. You know, we talk about. It, Every year, the money that comes from for clubs, and the players get these salaries every year, mm-hmm. and they're seeing the likes of Karen Benzema, who's getting two hundred million a year, mm. and they're playing in Champions League, and they're getting a lot less than that. I can see Saudi investment funds getting involved in Champions League football and stuff like that to again raise yeah, the price to, of these players. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's just. Them getting in our stuff, and they've, li- they've well, <laughs> you're saying that you can see them getting into it, but they're already in it. With the, Newcastle getting the Champions League, exactly. That's they're already in it. So, but I mean the competition. No, I know, but th- you know, that's that's UEFA. That's them putting their foot in it, and UEFA will be the first team, first group of people <laughs> to jump at the opportunity for more money as well. You can best believe that. As we're speaking, they're in a meeting with them. Yeah, that, that's the way they are. Yeah. But I just I I just worried about the the future of sport in general. Mm. Um, it's it's losing its purity. It it's already has lost its purity to a certain extent. But mm. it's just getting worse and worse. I suppose, Kieran, to uh, compound the waffle, a few big news stories from the world of football this week. Ange Postecoglou 
to Tottenham Hotspur. Um, we had a managerial chopping block last week, didn't we? Um, did you mention Roy Mason last week? Adam, I'm hearing music in oh, my ears again. coming not from again. somewhere. For the love of God. Is that? No. It can't don't. be. It can't be. <laughs> Is that Freddie Murphy? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Ryan Mason, Adam. Mm. A short stint. Another short Another stint. Another short stint, yeah. Uh, coming like in. The one, they pour, the, the one they pull out when thing goes to shit. Everything goes shit. Go on, give Ryan, Ryan Mason a bell there, will you? <laughs> Any thoughts on Ange Postacoglu? I think he's a really good manager. I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of sports fans go. Like a lot of Irish sports fans are happy with it because obviously they have a bit of a love with Celtic and stuff. Hmm. But when Ange Postacoglu went to Celtic, there was this kind of hysteria around him going, oh, he's not the man you want, he's not this, he's not that. And there's a lot of sports fans that are like that now. So it's very it's very interesting to see that kind of pattern emerge again. Look, at this podcast this week's named the Toby Alderweireld, another sports player who's left the club and won a trophy. Sports need a winning culture at the club. And I don't know if you'll disagree with me here, maybe you will. I think spores are an absolute gold mine waiting to happen. They have the best training facilities in the country. They have the best stadium in the country. The most up-to-date stadium. You're smirking. It's, these are facts, though. If Levy was to leave the club and they got an owner in with a decent amount of money and investment invested in the right places, spores and the right manager, like Postacoglu, spores are an absolute gold mine. <laughs> it's true, Kieran. It's true. This is... Very, fairly factual. I think they need Levy to go. They need him to get out. He's not going to, but they need him to go. And if Spurs invested correctly, the right manager, they have to stay and have the facilities. They, they look at Spurs could be set, could set themselves up, but they won't. They won't. But they, they are a goldmine. Uh, not for me. Goldmine now. But I think it. Why? It's Spurs. It's Spurs. That it just can't be a goldmine. But what's what's your point? It's just Spurs. But why can't it be a gold mine? Because it's never been a gold mine and it never will be. Because New- they're bottlers. What would you say about Newcastle? They're not bottlers, so. They have been bottlers in the past. Mm. They've bottled the league more than Spurs have. In the Premier League era. <laughs> yeah. They've but also been relegated. But Spurs Spurs is Spurs, man. It's, yeah, it's, but this is it's Spursy. Uh, no, that's, like, that's they very got true. to they got to the Champions League final with Liverpool. It was written in the stars, the Lucas Moore hat trick. And they'd lost it. Yeah, it's what Spurs did. It was do. written in stars Liverpool to win me. That's that's an awful opinion. I'm sorry. Mm, fair enough. Four nil down, three nil down to come back. Four nil. Come on, it was not written. In was the that stars. the same year? That was the same year. Right. I well, it was written in the stars. Stop, both, yeah, I suppose. Both of them. Yeah, yeah. And Spurs yeah. lose. It's yeah. every single year they they fail to win a trophy. So I disagree with the Goldbine point, but and Postecoglou in terms of managerial appointment, I think it's their best one mm. in years in terms of just just term. purely of interest. Is this feeling you have about Spurs just an intrinsic Spurs feeling that they just can never get to that level because they're Spurs yeah do you not think so that that's going to be forever as like for as long as we're alive yeah I mean like they're, they're not do you not believe things can change like if Levy goes they get the right investment the right players the right manager you can say this about any club ever like. yeah I mean you could say that uh, Everton is a goal by way to happen but they're not, girl. That's just like factually incorrect. Like you're, you're, you're smirking. You can't. But like, say that. It, but how are Spurs at Goldmine went to happen? When they, they have the best training facilities in the Premier League, the most up to date 
training facilities in the Premier League. They have the most up to date stadium in the Premier League. The best based on what actually? Based on, what do you mean based on what? Like based on modern sports science and technology, so, Spurs have the best stadium training facilities. Yeah. Who gives a shit about that? And same with mean? the stadium. Who gives a shit about that? Who gives a shit how who has players, the best? How do players get better? Yeah, By but training. Chelsea have the best academy in, in, on paper. So this is not true, though. It is. On, it is true. They won the they won the academy like five out of six years a few years ago. And so, how many of the academy players will be starting with Chelsea next season? Well, there was a system before the new owner to bring academy players through, and he's signing more academy that, players that's now. That's so. the point as well to be made. About bad ownership, and Levy's a bad owner. Don't get me wrong. I, I just, I, 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 your, your opinion here is right. Spores can't progress because they're spores. Yeah, I'm saying spores and can it's progress. A valid opinion. I, I disagree. You could say any club is destined to have a gold mine experience and have better owners, but, but they're not going to have better owners. I can't say it. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't mean it's right. It is You're right. You're saying it with no, with no backing, like. You just said there everything. You just said there everything are gone my way to happen. A well, team who barely stayed up. Hold on. Who have You're owners bad are, owners. Yeah. They have terrible owners as well. Yeah, so but they, they could easily get rid of their owners. On. They've no they, they're training shy. The stadium that's being built will be being used in the championship. Like Spurs are 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 to an extent well run. All right. On the, off the pitch they're very well run. What Spurs is ceiling then? As a club, do you? Think? As a club, yeah, genuinely, yeah. Right now, what's, it, right, what's the right goal now with, Right now, with Levy, potentially Champions League club, right? That that for me should be Spurs' minimum target. Without Levy, without a comp, with a competent owner, and with the right investment, the right management, Spurs could do anything. Like, honest to God, I I think I but think why is at this point because it's Spurs, and I I would tend to agree with you, Kieran. Don't get me wrong. But what's the gold mine? What's this gold mine? Can you not fucking see with your eyes, man? They have the best stadium in the Premier League. Yeah, but they I mean, in terms of success, what is the gold mine? Everything off the pitch for Spurs that I've mentioned up to now is way ahead of a lot of Premier League. Man City are up there, Liverpool are up there because they've updated these things. You look at United, you look at Chelsea, you look at Arsenal. The Emirates has fallen apart. Old Trafford is leaking, its roof is leaking every week. Stamford Bridge needs to be updated. You're just scoffing at these points. Yes, because you're saying that a stadium makes a difference. It does make a difference. Though, it, it, does, Carol, it does, It does. A stadium makes a point, difference. Man. You're missing the point. It, it, that makes Spurs look, for an investment point of view, more profitable than what Chelsea would. It does. It absolutely does. And that, you can't turn to me and say, well, Chelsea does, Chelsea that. Chelsea finished 12th last season with a brand new owner <laughs> who drove the club into So the it's ground. about Chelsea now, right? No, it's not about Chelsea. But you're going to bring up Chelsea and you're going to bring up... <laughs> I'm Chelsea. not bringing up Chelsea. You are going to bring up Chelsea. No, I didn't see um, So the point, the point being is, I think Ange Postecoglou is a step in the, right, in the right direction. And I do believe that Spurs are potentially sitting on a goal mine. If, they're, if everything is done right, players... Do you think they'll win the league? Next season... Well, in general, like if they in general, yeah, Spurs will win the league one day. When I don't know. When we're not but, live, but like, move on. No, I, I don't know. Move on. But, okay. When we're not live, Adam. Well, you, they'll you never win the league. Be either, you don't know when that's going to be either. <laughs> Elsewhere in the world of football, before we move on to get it uh, around the world in six seconds, crisis has been a long podcast. Um, Alexis McAllister looks to be signing for Liverpool. Crown. Your initial thoughts? Ugarte going to PSG, by the way. Who? We thought it was going to chance last week. I'm buzzing to sign the the Rizzler. Yeah, I think it's a very good signing. Mm. He's a high energy player. I think he's young as well. Liverpool need a bit of legs, mm. so um, 
I think he's, he's a very good player. He's uh, Premier League proven as well. Mm. So you're you're getting a lot with him, and mm. I don't think the price is necessarily extortionate. Seems to, it's forty five million, which is unbelievable the transfer business. Yeah, in today's market, that's mm. good good value for a World Cup winner. The Donabate native. Huh? <laughs> how much? How much did? And this isn't a dig at Chelsea. How much did Chelsea pay for Enzo Fernandez? A hundred and six. Oof. Yes, Kieran. Our last around the world in sixty seconds. Um, I don't know. I don't quite know what you're gonna do here, but um, Daft Punk is queued off. You Germany. Uh, Leipzig win the DFB Cup two 0 versus Eintracht Frankfurt. Fear not that man. Well, Timo Werner and Nkuku. Um, gets a goal uh, on his last game mm. Adam before he goes to Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. um, Celtic beat Inverness to complete the domestic treble Adam yeah, as treble. Ange Postacoglu leaves the club mm. for a terrible Spurs team <laughs> uh, retiring <laughs> from running trophies as Ange <laughs> Lons beat Auxerre leaving them just one point off a title Adam in the last day of the season in Oof. France um, they were on in eight League uh, League 2 League 1 yeah they finished second they finished second Jesus one, one point behind PSG um, after all that PSG only win the win the league by one point yeah. after all that money spent and they lost PSG in the last day didn't they they lost 3-2 to Clermont full yeah Clermont full yeah, yeah. Um, Ramos also playing his last game yeah. Nantes stay Europe. up on the last day in a dramatic 1-0 win over Anger the lads <laughs> more of them next season <laughs> in Italy Zlatan retires mm. in a big statement um, as we expect Zlatan to do mm. he leaves AC Milan age 41 Napoli cap off the season with a win mm. Ossiman on the score sheet in what is potentially his last game and that is all from around the world in 60 seconds for season two. Season two. Mark Hamsik retired as well this weekend. Everyone from my FIFA 13 Ultimate Team retired this weekend. It's very sad. Um, lastly, Adam. Lastly, Kieran, the, the namesake of this episode, and to be honest with you, we've, we've been talking for well over an hour now. Um, somehow, I don't know how we do it. Um, the Belgian Super League. Did you see? Obviously, you saw this. The way this league ended, man. If this was any other league in the world, we'd be fucking going mad about it. So, essentially, um, Toby Alderweireld, the captain of Royal Antwerp, scored a goal in the last minute, the 94th minute, I think, to win the league for Royal Antwerp. And the fucking scenes when it went in was unbelievable. It was an incredible goal. It was a great finish. But it was absolutely crazy. Like There was points in this game... In the 89th minute, Union, St. Gilles were champions. Everyone's like, right, they're winning it. And then the 94th minute, Genk were champions. They were on top of the league. And in the 94th minute, Royal Antwerp secure league titles and champion status after a last-minute winner from Toby Alderweireld. And we're going to move on, Kieran, to our penultimate get-it-out of the season. We'll start off with Dan Lavin who says, how big is the rebuild at Chelsea? How many players will they sign in the summer? Kieran, I'll pass the microphone to you I say that. You have your own mic in your hand. But Kieran, thoughts? Um, I think it's more so cutting down the fat as it's put. Um, but I think it's it's a lot to do with getting rid of players 
because there's too many players in the squad and it's hard to deal with like 35 players in the squad and lone players coming back so I, I could see us getting rid of 10 to 12 players in the summer window um, and cutting off all the deadwood all, this, all the players that just haven't worked out you know have, there's talks of Havertz leaving to Real Madrid Mount going to United um, and I could see these things happening but there's also players like Pulisic, Ziyech Loftus Cheek that just need to go you know they've been there too long lingering and just haven't been playing so yeah I suppose it's not that big a rebuild I don't think it's that big a rebuild I think I could see Chelsea in top 4 next season wow what gives you that impression just to, I, I think build the team around Enzo you know bring in maybe Casado and I think the players are already there you know Madweki's very good could do with a striker um, Mudrick's good striker needs to be addressed goalkeeper but there's not goalkeeper, that goalkeeper man big issue I think yeah. not, not that many I don't think I'm look at I know you think I'm trying to wind you up purposely here. I I think it's a bigger rebuild than what you think. I'd be very surprised if Chelsea went from twelfth to fourth next season. Just in terms of the teams around them, like Newcastle are gonna invest in summer, Liverpool have already invested, Arsenal will be there, United will be there, City will be probably winning the fucking thing again. Yeah, I th- I think it's gonna be I don't think it's quite as easy as what you think. But it's but not. It, it's, but it, you, you don't know. You don't, it's hard to predict at this stage, isn't it? It is, but it's not too long ago that this team was winning the Champions League. So I don't see why we can't talk about us being in the top four. Very true. But that team that won Champions League, you're looking to get rid of the goal scorer, Havertz, the person who assisted Havertz, Mount. But you just said we need a striker. I know, but the point being is you're saying this team that won Champions League. This is not the same team that won the Champions League next season. But that that team that won the Champions League was a team manufactured by Tuchel. It wasn't a team that was built. So it, this this whole... But built by Tuchel. This, yeah, but this whole uh, rebuild, breakdown, rebuild sort of thing, I don't think it's as hard as everyone put, gives, gives it. Like Arsenal, fair enough, have done it. but like, And Liverpool have done it. But it, does, it you can do it. You can fast track it. You can definitely fast track a, a build. One. I, I just think I, I know what you're saying in terms of the club and Champions League I get that but I don't think look what Ten Hag did this season I don't, he finished in, he finished in third I wouldn't I wouldn't and he, that, he was tipped to finish outside the top four I think United have over achieved really to be honest with you like a team with Weghorst finishing third is, is a great achievement you know what I mean I wouldn't be biting on it as much as that yeah Um, I, I think it's a big rebuild I, I think the players that are, that have been brought in, I don't think are quite scratch yet. They need time to adapt to the league. Naturally enough, I think a striker is the priority. Um, Gary Vav says I miss Jack Ryan. Good to know, Gary. Um, he <laughs> says, "What's your favorite vegetable and fruit, Kieran? Um, is it would it be very Irish to say potato? I think potato is very. You versatile. can't say a potato. Yeah, but this is the thing. It's a very it's a very versatile vegetable. Is it? Yeah, but yeah. it's still a fucking vegetable. Man. Yeah, but I don't think it counts. It has to be something that tastes bad. Uh, what do you mean? A carrot would be my favourite uh, vegetable. A carrot, that, that's a fair answer. And an apple would be my favourite fruit. An apple? Mm. Just an apple. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Interesting. Mm. I, I, I like fruit in general, to be fair. I'm going uh, strawberry mm. and I'm going with broccoli. I like steamed broccoli. Craig goes, best Call of Duty of all time. Also, favourite FIFA skill move. Favourite Call of Duty of all time is probably, to be honest with you, I wasn't a massive Call of Duty player in my youth. But I loved Warzone during lockdown and COVID. It was a moment in time. Favourite FIFA skill move. 
I'm a fan of the Dragon Roll, Kieran. It's it's a very um easy way to get past an opponent and, all right, all right. and get a yard, you know. I'm going with Black Ops for zombies and the campaign was epic. And in terms of FIFA skill move, I love uh I think they call it a roulette or McGeady spin. Yeah, yeah, very I, good. I, I like that one. Mm-hmm. I always have. It's hard. They they make the skill moves hard to do now, which I don't like. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at Ben Casey's question. It says <laughs> Silverback Gorilla versus Grizzly Bear. Who wins? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Grizzly Bear, easily. Yeah, I'd say Grizzly Bear all day. Although Gorilla has the pounding power, so it's... if, if it Yeah, yeah well... <laughs> If you get a punch in the face from a silverback, I'd imagine it would hurt a lot more for the grizzly bear than it would if the grizzly bear punched the silverback. I just think that the silverbacks would have a lot of power in them. What about you? I'd say grizzly bear. Based on what? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well versed in my grizzly bear silverback gorilla fighting, to be honest with you, Kieran. Okay. Um, I just fancy a grizzly bear to win a fight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to win a fight with a silver factor in it. I just think you have that that pace, power, precision. Then Casey says, Man City to have a massive drop off next season. No. Absolutely not. Jerry says, What do I talk to the missus about all summer without football? Good question, Jerry. It would be something I'd know, Kieran, if I was in his situation, but I'm not. So I'd imagine. Probably talking to her for a change would help, Jer. It's the weather in North Korea. The weather in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love Ireland starting back up again. A League of Ireland goalkeeper is going into it. Yeah. Who? It was, uh, he plays for Shells. Scott van der Sluss, but that's the rumour going around on Twitter at the minute. Nice. So yeah, talk about talk to Amanda about the Shells backup goalie going on Love Ireland, maybe. Uh, David Dunwoody says, you can only have one beer, one soft drink. What do you want a soft drink? <laughs> and food for life. What are you picking? Um, beer. I'll go Guinness. I haven't had a Guinness in about three months. Go for you. With, with the sun. Um, um, soft drink. Marius, do you want a soft drink? <laughs> um, I'll go with a, is Lucasade class as a soft drink girl? I'll go with Lucasade. Yeah, Lucasade will be f- fair enough. And Scram. He says food, so I assume he means like a meal. Uh, a spice bag. Big I Sam. like spice bags. Uh, it's 47 meals. <laughs> um, I'm going with a beer. I think Corona's very light. And soft drink. Vanilla Coke. Gorgeous. Oof. Um, food. What beer did you go to? Uh, Corona. I'm yeah, on. good shout. Yeah, yeah. Um, food would have to be something that you could eat forever. Um, so I'm thinking... Pizza's I, very versatile. Do you know what? Burritos are very versatile. You can mix it up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to change mine to specifically the Indiria Pizza Garden Lisbon. Specifically? Specifically that pizza. Because right. we had it for breakfast. Like. Shout out to Gary Valve who had an interaction with fucking bootlegger on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen that. Did you see that? I did see it. Um, so Gary's very happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also says um, Football X. A player that posts too much on social media. Really? Yeah, they're like, every time they lose a game, it's like, oh, we will be better next week. Yeah, that's um, all PR bullshit. Yeah. I don't know, because I assume I'm a fairly free soul. Like I'm, I'd like to think I'm not that judgmental of people in life in general. Well, good for you, Alan. I'm, I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I, I, I actually have no idea, to be honest with you. I suppose a football like mine would be, like, I suppose, Harry Kane. In general. <laughs> just because he's on the telly right just now. Just because he's on the telly. But <laughs> I was talking about Harry Kane earlier. Like, 
all the goals he has and nothing to show for. At the end, at the end of your career, you look back on what you've won rather than how many goals you've scored. Put him in a pressure situation as well. If you look at Harry Kane in big Good games, point. yeah, he hasn't scored many goals in yeah. big games. European Championship semi-final against Croatia, wasn't it? Yeah, the World Cup quarters against France. Like he's bottled the big ones. Alton says, should the UEFA Cup Winners Cup return? For example, 16 Cup winning sides from Europe, one leg straight knockouts. Fucking hell, that sounds amazing to be fair. But would that just, uh, replace something else? Would that replace the Commerce League maybe? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. But I, I think if you're to have that Cup Winners Cup, like in a, this season for the Premier League, for example, would be Manchester City and United. So it'd be one of them in it. So it, it's a good idea in theory. When the football monopoly generally has big teams winning these cup competitions, should it exist? I don't know. Mm. Um, if it's to replace Champions League, probably not, but I think Champions League is being reformed now anyway. So, Dara says opinions on Forbidden Fruit 23. Very good, enjoyable. Um, I think we chatted about it at the start, didn't we? But um, there was no Peggy Yu this year. So, I miss Peggy Yu. We're got, Dave has his, his quick fire right appointment for Tottenham. Yes or no? Yes. Angie, to get time? Yes or no? No. Ooh, really? No, I think they'll. I think it'll start off maybe a bit poorly. Mm-hmm. I, he didn't do that Celtic, to be fair, but I can see him starting off poorly and mm-hmm. Spurs wanting his head. I think he'll, I think he's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Rizzler solution for Liverpool? Yeah, I believe so. To an extent. Uh, they need a few more. Yeah, a few more bodies in. That'd be correct. I'm trying to look through the rest of the questions now. Ian says, Song of Forbidden Fruit, definitely Eliza Rose, baddest of them all. Great pop when that came on. And the last question, Kieran, and you can interpret it whichever way your heart desires. What is the meaning of life? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I, you know what, I seen this question earlier, I was like, kind of want to leave that for later. Or like for next week's podcast. No. No. What is the meaning of life, Adam? What is the meaning of life? I want you to go first because I kind of want to give a serious answer. You want to give a serious answer? Yeah, I feel I feel like we have a duty of care to give a decent answer at times. And you don't think oh, you can give a serious answer? Is Absolutely that not. Well, you'd be right in that yeah, interpretation. I know. I know you fucking well, mate. <laughs> uh, mean of life, I suppose. Do lots of drugs. Uh, <laughs> I'll pass that over to you. Yeah. So. I was talking to a wise fella in work the other day from Massachusetts in the United States. I think it was in the 70s. And we actually had this conversation. I don't know how it came up. <laughs> Wait, so a fella at a bar came up and asked what would what was the meaning of life? Not necessarily said that, but we were talking about life in general. Right. And he was like, look, at, to be honest with you, nobody knows anything. And... I was kind of sat there going, I know quite a lot. He's like, no, no, no. Nobody knows anything to do with life. Like, life is what you interpret it. Mm. And I, I kind of, I definitely agreed with that point. Um, he was kind of saying, look, everyone kind of figures things out at their own pace, figures things out, you know, what's right, what's wrong, etc. Um, the meaning of life for me, Kieran, is to find a purpose in life, to find something that gets you out of bed in the morning, makes you want to be a better person and makes you want to live and gives you some kind of solace in life, gives you some kind of happiness, makes you tick 
and makes you look forward to the next day. And for me, the meaning of life is is loving what you do and giving everything you, you you have, and kind of enjoying the journey that that it takes you on. Because you could end up anywhere. You don't know where you're gonna end up. You don't know where you're gonna go. And I think life in general is all about the experience and what you make of it. So to me, Kieran, to end episode 31, the Toby Alderweireld, the meaning of life... Should is, be called the gay burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is to just enjoy life and enjoy it while it lasts because it's a wild ride. Right. Uh, I, I hate to cut you short, but that's, uh, it's too, getting too grim for me. So uh, <laughs> we'll leave it there, so. We'll leave it there, so.